0: Fuck it. Like, if you want to, if you're only in it for the money, there's a hell of a lot of different ways to make money than playing music. Definitely. Margin. Chris. Podcast.
1: Welcome to Across the Margin the Podcast, where we take you beyond the margin, behind the scenes of the online magazine, and deeper into their stories. My name is Michael Shields. I am your host, and I got an excellent episode. For you today, uh, the reason for that, we have a tremendous musician on the podcast today. That musician, G-Love. Born Garrett Dutton in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, G-Love grew up equally enthralled with folk, blues, and rap, devouring everything from Lead Belly and Run DMC to John Hammond and the Beastie Boys. After migrating to Boston, he and his band, Special Sauce, broke out in 1994 with a gold-selling self-titled album debut, earning widespread critical acclaim for its bold vision and adventurous production. Over the next 25 years, G-Love would go on to release seven more lauded studio albums with his band Special Sauce, plus four solo albums on his own, solidifying his place in music history as a genre-bending pioneer. On January 17, 2020, just around the corner, G-Love and Special Sauce released their latest album, the bluesy politically-fueled The Juice. Recorded in Nashville with co-writer and co-producer Keb Moe, The Juice features appearances by a slew of heavy hitters in the music industry, including Robert Randolph, Marcus King, and Roosevelt Collier. So uh, in this interview, we um, we had a great conversation. G-Love is a great guy. He's, he's entirely forthcoming about his life and his art. And we really do focus in on the um, forthcoming album, The Juice, and all the compelling musicians and ideas on it um, but we do we talk about the entirety of his lengthy career um, the, you know how the city of philadelphia made him the musician he is today we talk about his hip-hop influence and and just a, a whole lot more i've no doubt you're uh, truly truly going to enjoy this interview before we get going just a reminder that across the margin the podcast is part of the osiris network osiris is a global community Connecting passionate fans with podcasts and experience about artists and topics they love. Go to OsirisPod.com to see all the podcast events and other varying content they have to offer. Osiris has a new podcast coming out that I'm really, really excited about. It's called Freak Flag Flying. Here's uh, the copy for that. David Crosby is one of the most enduring and colorful figures in rock music. We want you to know about his new podcast, Freak Flag Flying, which features David in conversation with his friend, Author Steve Silberman to uh, two amazing talents and voices out there in the rock and roll world. These new interviews cover everything from David's earliest musical relationships with legendary pairs like Bob Dylan, Jerry Garcia, Jefferson Airplane, and Steely Dan, and his years with Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. So to lead into this interview with G Love, here's a here's a taste of the album The Juice. This is the song The Juice, featuring Marcus King.
2: I got juice. Yes! No more lies about this, no more lies about that No more ace up your sleepies, just lay your cards see, I see our keeps out of rock when the struggle is tough Bad news on the news every day, it's enough It's enough to make good people turn around and leave How about we march in the street Cause we raise our fists in the air Cause we do care, yeah. you say who cares, we do We got the truth. We, we got the love We got the dream. We won't give up. We, we are the chain. We, are the chain. we, we had, had enough. We got the truth, We got the Time's up. Divided, you fall. You we rise. It's been hard to see through all these tears in our eyes. So why do we cry when tears drop they stain? Just like Cassie, even we ride a peace train. Oh, let us be real. You must be insane in your brain. Something's wrong, so you cannot remain. We need positive change. We Power Power to the beast, but we must progress. We got the juice, we got the love, we got the dream, we We won't give up. We dare run for the birds and the bees, the mountains and trees Every single person's sanity, humanity's all of us, colors, or kinds We want world peace and so we want peace of mind We don't want war, we don't need more guns. We want a better world for our daughters and sons We got the juice, we got the love
1: And now, here's my interview with G-Love you love thank you uh thanks for making the time i'm really happy to have you on this is awesome man thank the thanks goes right to you mike thank you i'll take it i accept (laughs) um hey so a lot of times when i have you know talk to a musician i'm always starting from the beginning but i am really thrilled about your forthcoming album i
0: say we just go right to it cool i want to know what's up with the juice the juice the juice is loose um yeah so this is uh this is really this is a really um cool record for me for a lot of reasons um well the first one is that this is um uh, kind of the first record that we're my manager and I uh Jason Brown are mm-hmm. putting out on our own uh Philadelphonic imprint. So it's yes. the first album truly uh independent. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of a dream come that's true cool. to be able to start our own label and have a platform to release my records yep. um and then also to maybe release some of the artists that I come into contact yeah. with. So this is like the first uh you know the big setting out on this new journey. That's awesome. Congrats. And uh, thank you. Yeah. So that feels really great and um and then uh and then so at the same time as going forward with that uh, we also kind of um went to a relationship that started at the very beginning of my career, and that's with, uh, Kev Mo. Yeah. Yep. I was Kev Mo and I were signed in 1993. When is, is that when your worlds collided? I was curious yeah. how you got to know Kev Mo. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So we both got signed by, uh, this A&R guy, Michael Kaplan, mm-hmm. who's like the quintessential, you know, um, Jewish New Yorker mm-hmm. music business yeah. gangster. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Cigar smoking. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, you know, I mean, th- when I met him when I was 20, it, it was, he was exactly what I would what have you imagined. Yeah. You know <laughs> what I mean? That a record company guy would be like. Yep. And I was like, I want to go with that guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah <laughs> you know this, what I mean? This, yep. Yep. And, uh, fits the mold. And Keb also was signed by him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we put our, Debut records out, uh, as he is Kemo, me is Sheila. Yep. And then we didn't see each other for about 20 years. Yeah. And then reconnected for a tour and that kind of led to this project, um, The Juice. And it was like about a three year. Project leading mm-hmm. up to this release, um, and yeah, he co-produced it and co-wrote uh, the songs with you, right? Well, he produced
1: it, and yeah, yeah. We, we yeah, we wrote w- worked on the songs almost together. every
0: song was was a co-write on awesome. this, which is which is different from yeah yeah.
1: How I mean, how was that? What 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 was it that Cab brought to the table or changed what? this? I mean, is it really? I've only heard the first three songs, okay. which are all great, but like, is it? You know, he's got that Delta blues background. He's, he's yeah. What,
0: how was it working with him? Well, it, it was it was like this. I keb I kept said, uh, he goes, Hey, gee, man, um, send me. So, I, when he said you wanted, I said, Well, well can we can we do a, a duet record? And he goes, Gee, I shot my duet load. Cause he even made a duet record with Taj Mahal <laughs> yep. called oh, yep. Taj Mahal, which won yep. like every award yep. you known to it's great." And, um, he goes, But I'll produce you. So, I go, All right, well, cool. He goes, Well, send me your five songs. Ranked in that you feel most emotionally connected to, okay, and most sincere. Yeah. I like, oh, well, I thought I feel like that with all my songs. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. they're and all so, my babies. Yeah. So I was like, all right, cool. So then I, you know, I had sent him a five that I felt like that about, <clears throat> and were things that I was working on. And then a week goes by, and no week goes by, I hear from him. <laughs> all right, well, I'm gonna hey, reach on. out and say, Hey, Kev, did you yeah. get a chance to listen to the thing? He texts back. Yes. That's it. That's it. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> you know, so, Not a good So time. then he goes, um, well, I go, all right, what do you think? Yeah, yeah. And he goes, I think you need to go in with a songwriter. And I was like, all right, you know, I've been in this game long enough sure. that I can take constructive criticism. Absolutely. So that then, oh, so anyhow, set a date, went down to Nashville, went in with his um, writing partner, Gary Nicholson, and we wrote a tune. And then. And then we were in the studio that first week and we did, uh, about five tunes. And, 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 you know, honestly, one of the ones was one of the, that I had sent him on the demo. So mm-hmm. once we got in there and he saw I was willing to work, like, you know, into, into his scheme, yep. he, he was, uh, you know and whenever I was doing stuff that was like rapping, mm-hmm. he would always be like, Okay, no, that that is your territory. I don't really know what to tell you yeah, to do there. But yeah. when the blues So long story short, it, it it was like a master class in the blues. Yeah, they And, yeah, music, like yeah. and music. Yeah. That's awesome. So I mean you were working with him on this and
1: and that way you just described, but also what's really cool is I see Marcus King's on on that. Yeah. I mean he's just he's a wicked guitar player. Oh, he's man. awesome. Uh, Robert Randolph. I mean, you got a good team
0: here. Tell, can yeah. you talk about that? Yeah. Well, you know, I, um, you know, I knew working with Kev was going to be a collaboration mm-hmm. in itself, and then, um, you know, um, I, I wanted to have, I wanted to represent some kind of some of my peers and contemporaries, and also some of the younger cats that are coming up that are kind of on the fringe yeah. of, of the blues. You know, Marcus so, fits in that mold yeah, perfectly. So Marcus sure. King, Robert Randolph. Um, Roosevelt Collier, oh, right. yep. the other Sacred Steel player mm-hmm. and uh young um Hawaiian blues guy named Ron Ortiz the oh, second. Cool. So those and then Keb is is on a lot of the record. Yep. Um and and then he assembled like a really great group of musicians in Nashville to do mm-hmm kind of be the rhythm section and yeah stuff like that you've so, known robert for a while haven't you yeah robert's yeah. a dear friend and like yeah. you know it's funny because you know like we we met backstage when the word was opening up for widespread panic in new orleans uh-huh. like way back in the day and uh and we didn't really hit it off then but then we ran <laughs> we ran to each other in like new york and then I think Robert kind of was like, oh, he kind of figured out, oh, G's like a party guy. Yeah, like he yeah, likes to yeah. go out. So then, we... well, hey, hasn't he heard your songs? There's this little there's party in your songs, you know? Yeah, well, I don't yeah. think he was paying attention. Oh, to that. Yeah. <laughs> he's paying attention to like my arm candy or whatever. Yeah, yeah, on. yeah. And uh, so, so we um, so we started going out a lot. So, yeah. Because he lives in Jersey, so we would go out. In New fun. York.
2: Yeah. yeah. Have,
0: so you know, we 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 basically like partied for like three or four years whenever we could, and then before we even. Jammed a lick of music together, yeah. <laughs> and then, but since then you know like we we've done uh, so much jamming um, and actually, we were just together twice this past month mm-hmm. um for, he put all an all star show together with like me, Ron DM, me oh, Run D M, me Daryl from rundam c and a bunch of guys and then we just did this almond family revival awesome um in san fran in denver last yeah. weekend so yeah he's he's robert's the best yeah, man. i mean man. talk, talk but he's he's so fun and, and like he's really like one of the greatest guitar players ever in history yeah. and he makes it look so easy yeah, he just does. like wow yeah like but if you're trying to play what he's playing you're like well <laughs> how are you doing that and like how is
1: this possible I mean, he's, um I really get into, and I like I said, I've just you know touched uh, the surface of what this album is, but um, it's obvious you're inspired by kind of what's happening in the world around us and and uh, this current administration and you know politically fueled in a lot of ways. And I was wondering if you could speak on that.
0: Yeah, well the the um, the title track, the juice, is mm-hmm. is a protest song, and yeah, um, yeah, for sure. And it's it's also like a rallying cry. Mm-hmm. I feel like. Um, and uh, for you, you know, love, spreading the message of love and unity. Yeah, united we rise. Is that's right? United yeah, we yeah. divided, you fall. United yep. we rise. Yeah. So it, it's, you know, you know, it, it's um. You know, if you if you're watching the news like like I do, like on a daily basis, yeah. it's just like every day. Yeah, there's a level since of Trump a, got I know
1: it's something else on and, like, and on again. Feel and like oh my god, is this happening? And like, there's like a level of exas- exasperation even in like your lyrics. You know, we got the dreams, we've had enough, and yeah, yeah it is that 24
0: hour cycle. It's definitely it's ridiculous. And it's it's, it's wow, man. And then you know, actually, it, it the whole thing started like. um when hillary clinton announced she was running for president mm-hmm. i happened to be home and i was you know watching cnn because i guess i'm a liberal guy so i <laughs> yeah. watch cnn yeah. um so yeah. i'm watching cnn and i just took a screenshot of hillary clinton running for president oh. i just posted it on instagram and i said quoted like the um the old Son of the dead cover that's right the women are smarter yeah yeah and i didn't say i was for her or against her or anything i yeah. just said i thought wow that's great a, a woman president Dude, okay. yes absolutely and i the, thought that would be great the trolls, the trolls come world. out oh my god like <laughs> it, my whole social network mm-hmm. thing exploded and that was the beginning and then it was just can we curse on this? Yes, because they're yes, like you know, absolutely. Fuck, you, I've fuck uh, you, G. Unfollow. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've been yeah. fan for twenty years. Unfollow. And that is a big thing. But like, like they want you to shut up and dance, shut up and, and sing, shut up and yeah. sing. Uh, I like your music. I don't want to hear about your politics. I'm I'm here for you know your entertainer. Yeah. You suck. I hate your music and I hate you. And then I was like, wow. Yeah. I mean, I I, it, I was always, blown away. Your music's always
1: been about like unity and always. I mean, it's Thank obvious you. you're left leaning in certain ways. I I I would say it's a little more overt. Right. In, 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 this latest record and yeah. in a great way, which yeah. I totally understand. I was, I was curious. I was going to ask you about how you saw people reacting to these songs, whether you're playing it live or not. Cause what I've known, uh, what I've seen about you, and this is, this is a compliment is, as I was growing up, um, I could go into like a deadhead's house and you could be playing, or I'd go into like a frat house and you'd be playing. Right, I mean, right. your audience, or you go to a cocktail hour, you could yeah. be playing. So there's like a wide swath, and you know those people touch every political right, spectrum. Right, right. So, yeah. Have you seen, you know, when, when these songs are playing live, people are obviously feeling them, but any uh, any sort of...
0: Well, I mean, I think it's kind of safe to say at this point, like, all my Republican fans <laughs> have left the building. <laughs> left the building I mean, out. I'm not, I'm not out. shitting yeah. you. Like, it, it, was, yep. it was like that. Like, wow. You know, like, that you sucks. lose, like, hundreds like of that. followers. Mm-hmm. And then, to tell you the truth, yeah, I, I did think that um, my touring took a hit. And you know what? Oh, damn. And then um, you know, it just got to the point where it was like, you know what, I don't care. Like unfollow me if if it's that big a deal for you Mm -hmm. and we can't be friends anymore or you can't like my music anymore because and and if you think I haven't felt like this or written songs about this my whole career, you haven't been listening. You're wrong, yeah. So um to me it was like making a choice and to tell you the truth, it was like, you know, now this has been going on for Four years now, Mm -hmm. right? If you think about the election cycle leading up to 2016, now Mm -hmm. we're coming in 2020. So, um, yeah, it's crazy. And um, just to think about, like, you know, when that election was happening and just so many artists, like peers of mine, Mm -hmm. it's just so disappointing to see everyone just afraid to, like, actually say something. What are you afraid of? Like, you actually are afraid of losing ticket sales. yeah, And you don't want to – you just want to play the middle ground because mm-hmm. you don't want to lose one fan. Well, you know what? That's not really the job of the artist. It's yeah. like – and fuck it. Like if you want to – if you're only in it for the money, there's a hell of a lot different ways to make money than playing music. Definitely. You know Definitely. I
1: mean? And I, the way I feel about it is it's kind of like an all-hands-on-deck moment in time. I and agree. And we need everybody. Yeah. And like this is – I mean what – you're doing through through these songs that's that's you doing your part in a great way, yeah, yeah,
0: I just went to this uh lecture last week um and it was about on free and safe elections. it mm-hmm. was called red it was like red red, red meets blue or whatever okay and it was it wasn't it, it was just saying the u n has done a study and and like basically our country the United States of america ranks. Way down the list of yeah. countries and modern societies that have free and clear elections, democratic elections. Yeah. Like we're behind Rwanda. We're behind like Iraq.
1: Not only or, does or, just like half the population come out to vote. Yeah. I mean, it's also, I mean, it's 55%. It's,
0: is that what it is? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, also, it's it's hard to even call this a democracy with the electoral colleges and yeah. the way that, you know, big – big money can buy elections it's
0: and and also too like most countries have an, a national holiday that's election day they, and it's it hard to culture. happen here yep so our elections are on a Tuesday. Yep. Most people work. It's really keeping the working class away from the polls. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah. And and it keeps students away from the polls. Students too. Everybody yeah. Everybody's working. You Everyone's know? working. So it's it's there's a lot of things that are real broken in our yeah. system that don't have to do whether you're Republican or Democrat or, or and just the two party system itself yeah. is a problem. It is. But um yeah like I agree with you. It's like an all hands on deck mm-hmm. moment and the one th- that's what I was gonna say out of that. Um, the, the woman, um, Sophia McLennan, her name was, mm-hmm. uh, she said there was Michael Moore and Steve Bannon had like a conference at one time, had lunch or whatever. And Steve Bannon, Michael Moore said, well, how come you guys, you know, it's the fight or whatever? And he, and Steve Bannon said to Michael, Moore, well, you know, the right wing shows up to a fight with a gun and the left wing shows up to the same fight with a pillow. So, you know, uh, if you are liberal or a progressive person, you know, I felt like for me, I want to make a record and I want my social media to be like a cheerleader for those activists and people Mm -hmm. that are in the trenches really doing that. And to give kind of the more, you know, quote, maybe timid liberals Mm -hmm. a place, you know, to say, okay, look, you know, this is a good thing to fight for and to stand up for in a, in a, in a, in a good way. And I want, I want to, I, I think it's time to take a side.
1: Absolutely. No, I think that's, like I said, that's you doing your part in a major way. Also, um, not only, you know, through all those points we just made, how it is a protest song. And that is, I, uh, on go crazy. I saw your music in another way. It's kind of the, um, the catharsis of, of this all, you know, divisiveness and, you know, all the angst out there. And just like, we will go crazy watching these news cycles, watching what's happening in the world. And we need, you know, I find myself gravitated, gravitating and um, using music as more of a, you know, getting in that nice womb of, you know, it's just escapism in right, a way. Right. And so, I mean, you talk about uh, need to sing, need to dance, going to lose my mind if, if I don't go crazy, which I love that line. Yeah. Lose, lose my mind if I go crazy. So yeah, there's like a, Cathartic nature to the whole thing, in, in your in this record as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting you say that because there, um, I, I had this other project called Jamtown mm-hmm. um with Cisco Adler and Donovan, and that was kind of. I remember the manager of that project was like, you know, this is kind of perfect timing for because that music was kind of escapist music. It was not at all political or anything. It yeah, it just, wasn't pointed it was, in that way. Yeah, no, it was. Yeah, it was like kind of. You know, just feel good rock and roll, and um, you know about different stuff than politics for mm-hmm. sure. And and that was the thing. It was like we need that too. Escape. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah. So you know that song "Go Crazy" does does have that thing. Yeah. It's like you really you know. I haven't heard um
1: Jeff. Oh, you gonna say something? No, yeah. like,
0: you know you're gonna you gotta fight the fight, fight the good fight, and everything. But hey, yeah, man, yeah, you need to get loose. Party, yeah, I,
1: I heard Jeff Tweedy talking recently, and you know he's he's wrote a bunch of sad songs throughout his career, and he's he was writing some happy songs, and, okay. and there is some on his like, latest what's record. Wrong with you Jeff, but yeah, well, he's like he's like that was his way of dealing with some of the pain these days, or some of the the you know feelings he's going through. He's just like I'm gonna put some happiness in the world.
0: Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, what's wrong, we, Jeff? Do you want to hear a funny Jeff Tweedy story? Yeah, yes, so I do. We, we were in, we all. Played Fuji Rock in uh-huh. uh, Japan. Oh, I heard that's and, a hoot. That's a good time, oh, right? Great, yeah. yeah, it's one of the great festivals. Yep. But so um, you know, I had got the upgrade on the way home, so I was sitting up in business class, and then, you know, sitting in my seat, and then, um, and then I noticed Jeff Tweedy got on the plane, and you know, sat sat down, and I said, "Wow, damn, that's cool." You know, mm-hmm. man, uh, Wilco—they're a lot bigger than us. <laughs> I said, "Let me." And then you know, like I'm, I'm not like a, uh, over the moon fan, but uh-huh. I'm a fan of 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 his, their vibe and yeah, yeah. And all he's he's a wonderful musician of our Absolutely. time, great songwriter, yeah, yeah. And and so I was like, I'm gonna do something nice for him. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, I'm gonna buy him a bottle. Of John- I was looking through the airplane thing. I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna buy a bottle of Johnny Blue. Yes, you know Johnny Blue is like you know 200 <laughs> bucks or whatever. So like you know. F- I get Jeff Jeff uh, tweeted about Johnny Flynn. <laughs> <So, laughs> get off the air. Eric, get off. You I know, gotta get off the airport. Get off and go down to baggage claim. Mm-hmm. And then I see Jeff with his guys waiting. I was like, "Jeff, man, I just want you to know, man, I'm a big fan and I uh, really love what you're doing. And just want to token of my appreciation of your wonderful career. Yeah. And I gave it to him. He's like, "Oh, thanks." And then I got. So then I went and got my bags and met my guys. And I said, "Hey, guess Jeff. Guess what? I just bought." Jeff, Jeff Tweedy, um Bala goes, You fucking idiot he's, he's
2: sober. <laughs> I was, say, I was,
0: I was just, like, damn, why did he take it, man? I would have kept it, man. Yeah, Two hundred yeah, no. bucks.
1: That was man. nice of him not to make that like, because it could've could have got real awkward real fast. No, I got said, him, like,
2: oh shit, no, I'll yeah, take it.
1: I'll take it, <laughs> exactly. Someone I gotta assume that bottle's been used. You know? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, him. It was, and it was a kind, kind gesture. <laughs> that's what I was thinking the whole time you were telling that story. I'm like, dude, he's off it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um I saw in an interview that you um said right now that you feel more inspired than you have your whole career. What's, um, what's, is that you and what's fueling this
0: fire right now? I, I do feel inspired. Really? Like, I'm in a, I'm in a really happy, solid place mm-hmm. in my life. Like, actually, I just got married. Oh, congrats. Uh, yeah. I yeah. There's a song it. about uh, her on the record. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 She, she, this song goes, She's the Rock. Yeah. And, um, I'm, in, I'm Kelsey, my wife is a super supportive mm-hmm. woman and, um, it's really nice. You know, like, I've written a lot of, like, breakup songs throughout my career, and now I look back and I'm like, man, fuck what a drag I don't, <laughs> yeah. even, I don't even know like and then and then i was always one of those guys like hey how you doing well oh, i'm not good yeah. she did it do you again. really want you, know, you really she, want to know you know she's banging this guy in new york yeah. and i'm out here in cleveland and you know what can i do and i'm not and, and i was always worried and you know so now i'm in a stable supportive relationship mm-hmm. wow that's awesome yeah. man who, do, who, who, <laughs> who thunk knew, that that exists? Who knew the benefits there yeah so like that's great you know we we moved um my older son just graduated uh, high school. He's going to Mass Art in Boston, mm-hmm. so we we awesome. we were living in Boston. We we moved down to Cape Cod. So this is our first winter. we in the Cape in Orleans, okay. Massachusetts. Yeah. yeah, summer at Falmouth usually. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're we're just getting ready to see how that's going to work yep. as it, the cold is setting in and it's yeah. pretty pretty quiet <laughs> down gets, there. It Gets mellow. <laughs> yeah, it gets mellow. But you know, so but um, yeah, we're happy and uh, you know I started meditating mm-hmm. and then my. Son Lewis was born, and, um, you know, my relationship with Kelsey kind of solidified. Mm-hmm. And then I was able to kind of get away from this negative, terrible breakup I had with my ex fiance yeah. and kind of move into, uh, so yeah, so I, and, and that has helped me to reinvigorate yeah. my focus and leaving time for not worrying about this bullshit mm-hmm. and, and focusing on the stuff that counts, you mm-hmm. know, so. And, you know, that that means putting on amazing shows every night, yeah. like making sure that I'm ready to go um, and, uh, you know, and making thoughtful, great records. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so just That's everything cool I'm trying time. to do, but yeah. just like, you know, yep. bring it into focus. You yeah,
1: know? I was thinking, too, it's um, it's been is it. 25 years since the release of your self-titled yeah, classic yeah. and then uh, also 20 years since um, uh, Philadelphonics. Yeah. So that's like – it's kind yeah. of like an – it's got to be like an introspective period of time, like looking back at your career and, and then even looking forward to what's next.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's um, – we have been doing quite a lot of looking back like on the last, you know, five or six years because, you know, of course – You know, everybody always wants to have a story. And so when you go and do a tour or record, there's always a story, so course we've been milking that because the debut record was also 20 mm-hmm. five years ago so we did like the 20th sure. anniversary and then we did the 25th yeah yeah and then you know someone said oh Philadelphia Fonk just turned 20 oh snap well, let's play one of those songs <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. you can say I'm oh, no, like, this record turned 20, 20 years yeah. old this year and people are like oh
1: i know i'm getting old a lot of uh, my favorite <laughs> records have turned 20 and i'm going to like uh, all nah. the shows i'm going to a 20th, 20th anniversary celebration yeah. of so-and-so record yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so you know but it's a cool time to look back and think about is. everything you've been and. And, and you know where you're going because yeah. of that yeah you know and then you think well damn i mean i feel great like you know it, it's interesting that i you know look at a guy like you know for instance kebmo or mm-hmm. something who's probably working harder right now is he then i think yeah probably i mean he's he produces records yeah. he's on the road a lot mm-hmm. you know he works hard he's 68 years old yeah. like i think like well damn when i'm 68 and i have the week off do i want to make produce g-love or i want to like hang out with my 10 year old kid yeah. you know uh so it and then you look at willie nelson or bob dylan He's <laughs> got like 80 years yeah. old and they're on the road like dylan it. was just at the beacon for like eight nights i know i'm saying days. like don't these guys ever want to go <laughs> home and count their money yeah, and like just chill, chill. <laughs> yeah i but guess then, it's their passion that's yeah. their thing i mean it's my passion too but yeah I, no of course cool. i definitely i think i'm at this it's a little harder for me right now because my kids, because I'm kind of starting a family over yeah. again. So, you know, when you have a toddler and a baby on the way, it's like, well, that time you never get back. You don't it goes fast too. So, it imagine does. when I'm 75 and mm. all the kids are out of the house, then maybe I will be like, yeah. Well, yeah. Let's let me let's get out the there road. again. Let's hit yeah. the road for here. But right now, there are times when I'm like, man, I want to get home, man. Mm-hmm. I want to like. Just show yeah. Yeah. and be there. Yeah, you know. play a lot of shows
1: though. I could definitely yeah. get while you want to. Um, you mentioned Keb Moe being sixty-eight and he was co-writing on this record. Um I'm thinking he's seen a, a lot as a as as a black man in America these yeah. days. And um was he pretty impassioned about the political thing as well? I mean,
0: he he's he's it's interesting because he 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 is mm-hmm. but it's also I think for him he is older, so he's seen a ton of different administrations. He probably, you know, grew up during the civil rights movement, and like you said, like he's a black man, he's an African American man living in this country, mm-hmm. and um, and the, so I think that it's always on his mind, sure, and it's probably on his mind a lot more than than, than say a privileged white that, that guy that we like could ever man. understand. Yeah, you know what I mean, exactly. so you know, um, he might just be. Chuckling to himself, he's like, "Oh, now these motherfuckers now, care." Yeah, now <laughs> they that's the type fun. of thing that he would Absolutely, say. Absolutely, yeah. Now you motherfuckers yeah, care. They're finally you know? waking up. He probably he wouldn't got say really it in bad. He wouldn't say <laughs> it in an interview. <laughs> yep. but, but yeah, like so when we wrote the the juice song, mm-hmm. I had written the verses, and um, and I just the chorus was "We
2: got the juice, mm-hmm.
0: we got the real juice," and I meant like juice, like power, like yeah, is that what that is? Yeah, I was gonna ask. if There's like a little yeah. Yeah. So then, but he he was like, "Well, let's work on this chorus." So he came out with a different. Core change. And then it was like, it was so genius, man. We got the juice, mm-hmm. and it just led to each other. We got the love. We got the dreams. We won't give up. We are the change. We had enough. Yeah. We got the juice. Yeah. Time's up. up. And it nearly like <laughs> boom, fell out of my chair because it was like so perfect. And if you think about it, you know, and you think about Keb probably as a young man because Keb's from Compton, and mm-hmm. he was probably growing up during the Civil Rights Movement, yep. and he's seen some shit. you know he's seen some shit. Some shit, you know, helped with some shit, yeah. And uh, it was came from a really powerful place, yeah. and it's it's it that song in particular since we wrote it has become this this live anthem kind of right? anthem, yeah. and it's to me to it live, it's like yeah. the most important part, and gives me purpose for mm-hmm. my whole show. It's like my like. Yeah, I love playing all my tunes and yep. I want to put on a great show. But to me, the most important part is to get to sing that song and put that message out. Oh, in. that's awesome. And then going back to like one of your earlier things. Uh-huh. Well, sometimes, especially like in certain markets, you know, it'll be like, whoa, am I going to play this tonight? Oh, yeah. and like, you know, Louisville, Kentucky, uh-huh. when I'm opening up for um, Blues Traveler and, I'm just trying to win over this crowd, uh-huh. and it looks like a lot of these people probably uh, don't want to hear it. Well, sometimes I play it, and sometimes I would just say, "You know what, man? I'm yeah, like, play I'll it pass tonight. it this time." Yeah. But every time yep. I don't play it, I'm like disappointed in myself, and every time I do yeah. play it, I'm like, every time I do play it, and I was second guessing mm-hmm. whether I should or not, I'm always like feel rewarded. Yeah, like I did my job. Yep. Um.
1: Yeah. uh Q is awesome too. That's like a party banger. Yeah. That, that's that's fun. My,
0: that's, my, that's my that's another one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, so that one and it was an, this was a great um, example of how keb in the writing process mm-hmm. so he would say all right gee just, just pick up the guitar all right now just play what you play like your natural rhythm mm-hmm. so I play that rhythm that's on that track and then uh, just like in the' like e chord like a driving mm-hmm. kind of rhythm that was that's kind of like my home yeah home yeah. button you yep, know? Yep. And then, so that was cool. So then, well, what do you want to write a song about? Well, I just was thinking the sentiment was like, I want to have a song like that I can imagine like people like walking up to the front of the room where I'm putting on a show and just mm-hmm. like inviting them into my house, into yeah. me, into my music. So that was a, the sentiment. And then, as we went through the song, I said, "Come on into my house. You know, have yourself a seat." Tell me what you're drinking. Let me yeah. get you something to eat. What yeah. I'm serving up, you don't need a spoon. <laughs> you need to clap your hands and stop your feet and dance around the room. Yep, yep. You know? And then I said, Well, it's, then we got this part, man. It's got to be something just jibber jabber. Like, mm-hmm. it can't be words. Uh, Kev's a oh, bebop, a loobop, a bebop, a lie. You don't need no invitation. Just drop on by. <laughs> and he got to the end and said, Well, what is this party called, man? I said, It's called a soul Nice. And Kev said, Nice. Soulbacue He's like Well that's some G-Love shit Yeah (laughs) That's a compliment
1: That's awesome Um, Before we go too much further I need to uh, I have a question From one of our listeners He's a a huge fan Uh, Rick Ivey's his name Big supporter of the show Big supporter of the Osiris Podcast Network But he has two teenage boys And their best friends Play uh, basketball And so every game they drive him to, he has him uh, bump shooting hoops. All right. So he wants to know. He wants to know. He's going to love hearing this. Um, (laughs) He's uh, curious if you still play ball. And uh, who your squad is? I'm thinking Sixers, right? Yeah,
0: Sixers yeah. are my squad, yeah. and it's uh, sorry, no it's, it. it's becoming another wonderful time again yeah. to be a Sixers fan. Yeah. Um, the process and it kind of brought brought me back into it. Cause, Did it? Yeah, because yeah. I because you know I had moved to Boston 14 years ago, mm-hmm. so I wasn't able to watch like and, all the turf. local. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. able to watch all the local games, and um, so I and you know I just kind of fell off the yep. wagon, but yeah wagon. not off the Eagles, but and then do I hoop? Well, I will shoot around. Yeah. But, um... No, I, I don't play, like, pickup anymore. Yeah. I'll shoot around, and if it was casual, I'll play, like, one-on-one or something, yeah. but, or three-on-three, but, yeah, I don't really run anymore because once you get to be, like, in your 40s, mm-hmm. and then, um, you know, you try to do that, like, once in a, once a month, like, old Definitely. man run, yeah. and that hurts. I do it, too. That
1: That's hurts. A, yeah, I get out there once in a while, and I
0: feel it the whole next day. I oh, really, feel it for, like, the next week. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And then, like, you know, uh, Mike Hannigan, my assistant manager, mm-hmm. like, he got an ACL. Oh, yeah. Past year yeah. I, I feel like I'm just one game away from some sort of life altering, like knee oh, thing. Yeah. 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 yeah there's yeah. like, there's Slightly, slightly <laughs> Stupid has this uh, destination festival closer to the sun uh-huh. in Cancun. And so we did a three on three basketball tournament oh, cool. as one of the things for, you know, because you do stuff for the artists and the fans. Yep. So I won it the first year. And then the second year, I didn't win it. And then the third year, I was like, man. Someone's gonna fucking take me out, and I got <laughs> target gunning on my for back. you now. Yeah. And these, and these guys are there. Is some real ballers that play mm-hmm. on this tournament. Yep. You know, and I'm like, no, I'm refing this um, year, yeah, man. Yep. So now <laughs> I'm the ref. <laughs> you got to
1: stand in ref. Yep. Um, you mentioned a festival. Is the Cape Cod Roots and Blues Festival coming back this year?
0: Yeah. Awesome. So, um, so, uh, Cape Cod Roots and Blues year three, mm-hmm. which is at Nauset Beach yep. in Orleans. And, um, September was it last year? Yeah, it's basically the second weekend of September. And, um, yeah, it looks like we're gearing up for year three. Uh, I mean, I will say that it's, ultimately it's up to my management team, Jason Brown and Mike Hannigan, because uh, those guys do all the heavy lifting. I'm just like the front guy. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I get a lot of accolades and it's been a dream come true. There's through, a whole team behind But that these frame. guys yeah. work their butt off. And, you know, the festival business, especially for us, it's a really kind of small, mm-hmm. you know, in the big scheme of things, our cap is 5000 and we sold just shy of 4,000 tickets last year. So, you know, we haven't lost money, um, but we could have been one rainstorm away from yeah. taking a huge hit. Absolutely. You know? and a lot of festivals uh, have been canceled and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's a risk. Yeah. And, and, um, and we haven't, seen a place to make a financial reward in it but i think it's been a labor of love so far i want to check
1: it out it looks really really cool right there on the beach yeah it's pretty cool so you're um i'm a big hip-hop guy and i I know like you mentioned rap already and i feel like a lot of cadence of what you do and the essence of hip-hop's in there who did you who did you influence who was influencing you back in the day in that in that realm that genre
0: well i'll tell you the first thing i rapped over playing some blues riffs uh-huh. was the lyrics for Eric being rock Rakim paid in full. Nice, nice. So that's one of that record's Such one of my great records. Of course. Um and, you know, um Boogie Down Productions, by any mm-hmm. means necessary. BDP, yeah. That record. Um KRS One and Rock were like my favorite rappers and then you know, a tribe called Quest. The Gods, Sa- you mentioned the Gods Cyber Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cybers yeah. Hill, um, you know, De La Soul. Mm-hmm. Um, brand Nubian, um, The Far Side. Mm-hmm. That all makes sense. Too, you know, yeah. there's like the what I call the golden age of hip-hop yeah. from like 86 yeah, then just the, to the, 94 yeah, yep. when I came along. Yep. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I kind of like, and to tell you the truth, like I kind of slept on Snoop Dogg and I mm-hmm. kind of slept on West Coast. Wu-Tang Clan. Oh, did you? Because Wu-Tang Clan kind of scared me. Yeah, <laughs> it's aggressive. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But— I kind of like full circle, full on that. circle, nice. and then now J- Jizz is like really probably my favorite MC. Yeah, like, liquid, liquid swords is just yeah. absolutely incredible. Yeah. Did you say
1: that? Yeah, so <laughs> so good. Um, you're, I mean, you are, um, just synonymous with like the Philadelphia scene, the music there, and that's, I mean, how did Philadelphia, growing up there with all the great music there, how did that shape you know your sound or who you became or?
0: Yeah, you know? I mean, hugely. Yeah, like, uh, you know. You ever read those Malcolm Gladwell books, like The Tipping Outliers? I know it, outliers? yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've read Outliers, yeah. Yep. Um, So there's a thing about, like, you know, what makes people successful. Yep. Or yeah, what the amount of hours them. you put in and all that. Yeah. yeah, and, like, you know, there's an interesting thing, like, Steve Jobs and um, Bill Gates and the CEO of Hewlett-Packard, like, mm-hmm. they all graduated, like, the, within a year or two and all lived in same neck of the mm-hmm. woods up there. And they were all had access to certain things, which led them to develop all the things that they did. And in Philadelphia, it was kind of a similar thing. If you go back to the late '80s, -hmm. like when I was in high school, and there was a radio program called Street Beat with Lady B on Power ninety nine FM, and that was Friday night. Mm -hmm. You have your tape cassette ready recorder because that's the first time you're going to hear like Public Enemy. And I remember hearing that Terminator X, and that was. (laughs) whoa that was scary right yeah that horn sample Uh and then like but you know and then there was all like you know steady b and cool c and schooly d and all this like you know gangster Mm hip-hop which is really kind of funny to listen back to now because it doesn't sound that gangster, but it was yeah yeah and um and then like i schooly d and i became like friends like our kids would play together back in the day you know that's cool but um you know like so this was happening, I grew up on 2nd and Pine, mm-hmm. the hilltop, which is like Steady B Hill, the hilltop, like that was at like, you know, 48th and Pine. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I live in a, in a you know, kind of affluent downtown neighborhood, but Philadelphia is like a grid and we say yeah. like, well, don't walk too far in one direction <laughs> because eventually you're going to come to a neighborhood where maybe you're not welcome yep. or you don't want to be. Yeah. Um, and it was pretty real like that, but it was also really integrated. So you had and through basketball, honestly, you know, in our basketball league, like Jay, my manager, and I were the only two. There was four white kids mm-hmm. in the whole league, and mm-hmm. you know, um, and that was the first time I heard the Beastie Boys. One yeah. of my friends said, "I thought hey, you were going to mention them for sure." When well, one yeah, of yeah, my of friends course. put I hey, put these headphones mm-hmm. on here, <laughs> and I and it was like, hold it now, hold yeah. it now, hit out. <laughs> And then and he goes and I was like, Oh, that's cool. Who's that? And he goes, Oh, no, the beastie boys. Yeah, they're white like you And I was like, No, they're not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. And I it, love that you remember that moment. Oh, like never moment forget. Of yeah. course. And um, you know, so but it it was so so okay, so I'd like to look at stuff like this in a cultural perspective mm-hmm. sometimes. So so then if you think about what I did with hip hop and what the roots guys they graduated the same year of, mm-hmm. of high school uh 91 amir and, and uh, tariq did mm-hmm. and um so th- these guys were um taking the records that they love and they're um, playing them with live instruments but see and now that doesn't sound so unique but, yeah, but then it was. it was it was absolutely and 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 i'm taking the hip-hop records that I love, mm-hmm. and by accident, I, I never set out to be a rapper. I set out to be a folk singer. Yeah, 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 And now I'm rapping because I know no one else is doing
1: mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and it's sound. And yep. I
0: found a way to, like, really express myself. Mm-hmm. So, so this is really cool. And, um, and then there was this band of goats that were, like, you know, um, m- more, like, funky kind of chili peppers with hip-hop and... They had a record. They were kind of the kings at the time. Yeah. And then the Roots and I then I got signed mm-hmm. and then the Roots were salty about that and then they got Oh signed. yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh the first one I met like you know, Tariq and I are are are, are good friends now, but He's- when, you know whenever we saw each other but back in the day when I first met yeah. him like he wouldn't even it wasn't cool. it wasn't cool no, no, <laughs> no it was like kind of hard yeah yeah. And, and then back in the day when the Roots would have a show in Philly it mm-hmm. was like crazy mm-hmm. like it would mostly get shut down because oh, every yeah. MC electric factor or something like that well yeah. no like, like the earlier, house... earlier. Oh, yeah, Yeah, yep, 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 like yep. house parties are like underground venues mm-hmm. and the Roots are playing and every MC would show up yep. and try and get on and the show would get shut down mm-hmm. and um and it was pretty pretty cool. It was but anyways, yeah. So this was an era. Yep. So we grew up with the golden age of hip hop mm-hmm. and then by the time we came of age, well we were playing it with live instruments. Yep. So and we were the first. That's cool. So we t- you know, they did something and now of course you see where their career is at, they've kind of infiltrated hip hop and become the kings of yeah. it. And you know, yeah. we kinda infiltrated you know, our, our rock and roll, garage band, hip hop. Yeah, with and, that influence. Brought yeah. that Philly with you. That's cool. So it, it ultimately, like the Philadelphia connection was everything. Yeah, and so I figured.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's great. So you're taking uh, the juice on the road. When's yeah. that, January? What's When When can people see? Yeah, January
0: 7th. I think the tour kicks off in cool. Duluth, Minnesota. In Duluth, starting <laughs> in Duluth. Just per chance or any connection wait, to Duluth? It's Duluth, that's, Minnesota or Duluth, Wisconsin. I don't know. Oh, man. What is I
1: think, it? I don't know. Oh, man. That's, know. that's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. M- Minnesota, right? Duluth, Minnesota. Yeah, that yeah. sounds right. Cool, man. So they should... uh Check that out. Album's uh the seventeenth, right? Yeah, albums so right January seventeenth. Awesome. Yeah. And there's there's songs out there you can hear now and I just wanna thank you again. It's really it's an honor to talk to you, to meet you, and to uh spread the word about the juice.
0: Right on thanks so much and uh thanks for everybody for listening in. All right, cool.
2: the am just breathing, bad vibes leaving and I don't need a no reason to smile woke up this morning and the sun still rising so that I am all good in the neighborhood, So we need a celebration tonight, a party in the woods, guitars and girls is blazing, don't sound amazing, bring something to shake it, I can't change, it's all good no worry, it's all feeling no faking, midnight baking. lots of love making we got the cure for All your pain or frustration. I'm gonna lose my mind if I don't go